Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. There's times in games that things happen. Obviously, we're going to give up points. We're not going to hold them to zero, but there's, there's a lot of things we can do, to, like I said, to, to make it tougher or harder on these guys to score or to get a good shot. So, I mean, it's a series. That's what the series is about. You make adjustments on the fly and adjustments in games and adjustments on your, your day off. And no doubt we'll uh, we'll see some of those clips and then we'll figure out what we were doing and, and obviously try and be better for, for the next one. That's Joe Ingles on the Jazz, improving their defense. They gave up 129 points. They won game two despite that, but no reason to risk that again. Got to defend better, not give up the points on 15 consecutive possessions to open the third quarter. That's a stretch that's going to st- stick with everybody. It's game three, PK, and it's a chance to take the lead. Eh, take control of the series is probably a little too strong, but take the lead in the series at least Saturday night, and then that would give them a chance to really take control of it Monday if they can hit the daily double on the road. Yeah, I would agree that I wouldn't say take control. I'd say reestablish themselves as the favorite to win the series because I think if they win tomorrow, they do reestablish themselves as the favorite to win the series. But then then certainly if they were to sweep, then the series slants heavily in their favor, as it did last year with 3-1-2. But, you know, that was an unusual set of circumstances. So... I probably wouldn't put much stock in uh, recreating losing a 3-1 lead, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. What can they do to slow down Memphis while still maintaining their high efficiency on offense like they had in Game 2? So, And Joe was right. You know, in a series with the adjustments and all the stuff going back and forth, it adds to the intrigue. So this is a 7.30 game Saturday night. It's on ESPN and AT&T Sportsnet. Jazz game night, the pregame show, tips off on The Zone at 6.30. Uh, game four is also a 7.30 game Monday night. That'll be on TNT. Now we get into the uh, part of the show where fans get banned, and we'll be repeating this all morning long because it's happening in multiple cities. But three Jazz fans have been banned from Vivid Arena after getting into verbal altercations with family members of the Memphis Grizzly players, in particular, John Morant's family members. Other fans around him heard him. Other fans around him say they were having a good time going back and forth with John Morant's family members, and then some people went way across the line, and now the Jazz have gone ahead and banned three Jazz fans. Well, it's good definitely to ban them. I think there's a lot of things that I was thinking about. So this, it sounds like, that there was some banter going back and forth during yeah. the course of the game. So as the game progressed, so I would like a thorough, uh, I don't know what the word is, research, investigation, I guess, uh, is what I'm looking for. League-wide, when each of these things happens, and one is too many, we all, most of us agree on that, I think all of us would, uh, but do league-wide investigations and in what's going on. And so before each game, like, Right before the start, the public address announcer makes an announcement. If you do anything that's inappropriate, any profanity, any of that stuff, we're going to ban you for life. Let's just have the death penalty, so to speak. Put it out there and make a strong, strong statement. And then do an investigation. If it was kind of friendly banter during, but as the game progressed, was it because of the heat of the game? 
Was it because how much alcohol was involved? Because the league surely doesn't have any issue charging whatever they charge for a beer. Is it ten bucks or twelve bucks? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't drink. It's a lot. Stuff. You know, I mean, you're in the so, na- you're in the neighborhood. You but, see the signs but, just when we walk into the arena. Right. How much is that factoring in? Because they don't have any problem making money from that stuff. But is it? And maybe it's not a factor at all. That's what I would like to find out. It's zero factor. Um, but maybe in some cases it is. So maybe come up with some stuff there that you can mitigate that. Because this stuff has got to stop. It's a, we, we, one. One is too much. But I want some hard data on what's going on and some real strong ramifications that the league puts forward, each individual team, and says it. And maybe they say it during multiple times during the game, whatever it might be. Because I, I, all of us are just sick of it. Well, there's no doubt about that. There were plenty of people on uh, social media uh, complaining about it, complaining what it does to the image of the state, how embarrassed they are by it. There are multiple people posting about how many people around uh, Morant's family were having fun interacting with him, that Josh's dad was a blast and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't have to go south like this, but apparently it does on multiple occasions, and here's another one. I, I don't know how they enforce these bans. I mean, until we get to facial recognition technology, which, you know, maybe we're not that far away from. Uh, I mean, a friend buys you a ticket or a family member buys you a ticket and you go in if it's not your name on the credit card. You know, I don't know. I don't know how they enforce it, but that is what they have announced. And not just in Utah, but in other NBA cities and states as well. And we'll get to that now. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Giannis against Adebayo. Back to the basket. Giannis turning, shooting, shot good on the baseline, fade away. Here he goes one-on-one with his former teammate. Jay Crowder pushing, he turns on it. The ball reverse lap is good. The King. Wow. Monte Morris looking to win game number three for Denver. Missed it. Rebound Jokic, put her back up and in. There's the tip-in right at the end as the Nuggets nearly gave away an enormous lead in the last couple minutes. Desperation threes, PK, when you got to let them fly. Damian Lillard was cold until he hit a couple late, and McCollum hit one, and suddenly it's a three-point game, and the Nuggets are at the line, and Monty Morris has two chances to make it a four-point game with about three or four seconds left. He misses the first. He misses the second. Rick Majerus quotes are flowing around in my mind. It's hard to make free throws when your butt is tight, and they didn't have their bigs in the game. They had no Nurkic, no Canner to get the rebound, and so uh, Covington just gets pushed under the hoop by Jokic, which Jokic has probably got 50 pounds on him, and Jokic tips it up twice and finally tips it in, and that's the ballgame. Well, that was a big play in your mind, huh? You just broke it down. That was a big play. They had a chance to run up court and hit a shot and go to OT, but they couldn't get the ball. Jokic controlled it, and that was that. How about he finishes with 36 points. points? Yeah, 36 points and 11 rebounds for him in that one, and uh, five of 16 shooting from beyond the arc for Lillard. Yeah, I thought Austin Rivers with the 16 points, four threes in the final six minutes, and all that stuff. I mean, they're starting a backcourt that they weren't starting, and Rivers wasn't even on the team till about five, yeah. six weeks ago. Yep, and it's really something to see them win. Good, good for them. Lakers are up 2-1, to one, just as Denver is up 2-1. to one. Lakers win 109-95. They beat the Suns. L.A.'s first 
playoff win in the Staples Center in nine years. Anthony Davis, 34 points, 11 rebounds. No plays to break down here, PK. If I have a memory of this game, it'll be a picture of Chris Paul's face as he sat on the bench in the third quarter looking real sad, like, I know how this is going to turn out, and I'm going to hate it. But now I have to sit here for 45 minutes while it all plays out, and it did. Yeah, they just don't have enough firepower without him 100%. And that's that. There it is. Uh, the other game, the Bucks annihilating the Heat, the Heat 113-84. Miami took the first game to overtime, but, man, these last two games have been all Milwaukee, and they are now up 3-0 in that series. I like your chances. <laughs> you should. Uh, Knicks and Hawks, 5 o'clock today. They are tied 1-1. That game's on ESPN. And then as we enter into the holiday weekend, ABC primetime. Brooklyn and Boston at 6.30 with the Nets up 2-0. And then ESPN's got the late game, 7.30 our time. It's the Clippers and the Mavs. Dallas back home after winning twice in L.A. They are up 2-0 and a chance to go up 3-0 on ESPN. I'm thinking you like their chances. Yeah, I'm not going to rule out the Clippers, though. And if they lose tonight, I'm going to. I'm interested to see what they do. Uh, Ty Lu pulled the Jerry Sloan. You know, see what these guys, what we're made of now. So, uh, uh, for a 2-0, it's going to sound doesn't make any sense, but I, I, I think the Clippers are okay to an extent because I think they're capable of winning. Now, they haven't, and if they don't, then they're certainly done at 3-0. So, I want to see this game first. I, I think it has an opportunity to be a pretty good game. That's sort of what I feel, and, but whatever that means. <laughs> Uh, I think with Ty Lue, you know, he's on to something here. It doesn't seem, based on talent, that these games should look and the series should look the way it is. But when you watch the game, you can see, and again, this doesn't make sense. Don't take it too literally. But you can see that the Clippers have a pulse. And you, or excuse me, you can see the Mavericks have a pulse. And they're out there fighting and battling and the normal kind of uh, body language and emotion of a playoff. And then you see the Clippers, and they're just kind of out there cruising up and down the floor in the first couple games, and that's not working for them. They need a pulse. And then back to the fans. The fan who dumped popcorn on Russell Westbrook in Philadelphia has been banned indefinitely from the Wells Fargo Center, had his season tickets uh, revoked. A fan in New York who spit on Trey Young has been banned indefinitely from Madison Square Garden. So... More fan incidences and similar reaction from uh, ownership that we saw in Utah, we see in Philadelphia, and in New York. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It's not a ton different as far as just the size and the feel. You know, there's not a lot of traffic in New Jersey. You know, it's a calm place. Obviously, there's a there's a different look to this city. You know, it's very green, trees everywhere, and uh, Utah is definitely not like that. You know, there's definitely some aggressive drivers here, that's for sure. Uh, getting used to that, you know, getting cut off about every, everywhere you go. You know, I feel like I'm at home. I don't feel homesick. I don't feel like I'm, you know, missing anything or, you know, I'm having a blast. And I think, you know, the coaches and the players just make it easy to fit in and, and get going with everything. That's Zach Wilson explaining how he's settling into life in New Jersey. He's getting cut off, PK. How's it driving in Jersey? Oh, sure, man. Don't get out of my way. I got somewhere to go. Of course you're going to get cut off. 
It's no big deal, but it's very green. See, idiots who call it a dump and think it's all industrial. You just don't know unless you've been into heart of the of, the, of Jersey. It's called the Garden State, and I mean, it's. It, I'm surprised he didn't just say this is paradise. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, we've got uh, Julio Jones reports from ESPN. The Falcons have been offered a first-round pick. Well, then take it and trade him. Or are they just trying to uh, turn this into an auction, desperately creating a market for him? We can let that play out. Well, yeah, let it play out. I agree. There's no big sense of urgency right now. We're still in May. Let's see when we get into late July or something. New England Patriots rookie quarterback Mac Jones has been making a favorable impression on his teammates at the OTAs. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne said of Jones, he has a swag to him I didn't know he had at first. He's out there confident, and that's what you need in a quarterback. Good energy, awesome guy, comes to work, and you just feel his energy and leadership already. And I'm a wide well, receiver, yeah. I'd like the ball. <laughs> I, I, well, I think he's establishing a Bourne identity. Oh, nice. <laughs> Golf clap for that's, that one. Those, those movies are total comfort food. You know, you're watching a game, and it goes to break, and you just flip around to see whatever's on, and you can just slide right into a Bourne movie wherever. Well, and also, too, I like those movies. Give me car chases and stuff being blown up. It's all fantasy. It's not real. I don't want that in real life. But in the movies, give me that stuff over the rom-coms. I enjoy them. I can never follow the storyline, but it doesn't matter. All I'm looking forward to is the next little adrenaline rush. And occasionally oh, yeah. I ask my wife, what's the plot here? Because I, I just don't have the attention span anymore, so I can't follow them. But I love the James Bond things and the uh, Tom Cruises and this one. Who's that? Who's the Damon? Is he the guy who does that? Matt All Damon that plays Jason Bourne. Yeah. Uh, to me, th- those are great movies. They're, they're high-quality entertainment over some stupid, sappy love story any day a week. All you got to know about Bourne is he used to kill people, and now they want to kill him. That's the plot. There it is. Now he's a good guy. He wouldn't kill people like that anymore. Unless you make him, in which case, you know, he'll drop you in three seconds flat. Oh, that sounds like life in Jersey. (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. You got to give it to football, whether it's the NFL or college football. They get a a lot of mileage out of announcing first schedules and then kickoff times. Guess what? Every time they announce kickoff times for teams here, there's a whole lot of 830 kickoffs. Who knew? Late night TV programming. Fourth fourth time slot of the day. BYU's first three games of the season will be late night kicks with Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State. They're all scheduled for 8.15 or 8.30 on ESPN. The Utes did get an 8.30 game with Stanford, and they got a 5 o'clock game with San Diego State. CBS Sports Network has Mountain West doubleheaders because they don't have as many properties, so they tend to have Mountain West games at, uh, at 5 and 8, and uh, that won't actually be in a Mountain West stadium because San Diego State's building a new stadium, but uh, they'll, they'll go to the soccer stadium in Carson and play there in front of nearly nobody. Joe. One 5 o'clock game and a lot of late-night games. That's, that's what we're finding out for the uh, local teams. Well, that's the way of the world. Yep. That is what it is. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag Major League Baseball. Diaz 0-1. Bradley, a drive deep right. Myers back on it at the track. He looks up. It's off the wall. It's going to be extra bases for Bradley. And the Brewers will win in 10 this afternoon. Baez bounces one to third. Picked by Gonzalez. The long toss. It pulls the man off the bag. And Baez trying to stay in a rundown long enough. And now sliding in the plate is safe. I don't believe this. The Cubs just got a run on an amazing play by Javier Baez. Baez is going to go to second base now as the throw gets away. He slides at second. He's safe. The ball bounces away again. The Cubs have scored an unbelievable run on a play by Baez. Well, that was a bizarro day of baseball headlines. The play you just heard there, PK, it's a chopper to first. All you got to do is step on the bag. There's no reason to tag him. Or, I mean, the throw wasn't right on target, so if it's easier to tag him, fine. But if he's going to back up to home plate, just step on the bag, look the runner at third back, and we're done. Instead, a brain fart and two throwing errors, and it's the equivalent of an RBI double. That was not impressive. That was brutal. Yeah, chopper to third, not first, but uh, yeah. You're right, chopper to third, uh, throw across the diamond. I don't understand what was going on there. (laughs) That was was Little League-esque. Right. You really don't expect a fifth grader to make that mistake. And yet, there it is in the bigs. Uh, And then the other bizarro thing, Shohei Otane uh, scheduled to start as a pitcher. They had to start him as a DH. He got... He got caught in traffic. You think it was the 55 or the 57 or the 91 that was out of hand? What do you think was going on there? Oh, it was in the Bay Area. No, it was in the Bay Area. It was Bart. It was an away game. Oh, okay. It was a team bus, I think, is uh, part of the problem. And then they went on Bart and the, the exchange. You know, you get off one, you get on the other. That ended up being uh, delayed and all that stuff. So he arrived at the ballpark, what they felt was too late uh, for a starting pitcher. So they, I heard they bumped him back to today. I also heard that they bumped him back till tomorrow. I'm not sure. You know, we had a lot of uh, NBA injury talk, and there's been a lot of talk about what is going on. And are they playing too many games too close together? And there have been a lot of stars. But it does seem like in this segment every morning we're reading about a lot of baseball injuries. You seen any numbers on whether this is more than usual, or it's uh, the Mets are shutting down Syndergaard? Uh, Nick Senzel for the uh, Reds is having knee surgery. He's played center field and third base for him. Uh, it, it seems like there is just uh, nonstop injury news. Uh, I know they feel like I've, I was watching Baseball Network on pitching because of kids pitching so much so early. By the time they get in their mid-20s, early 20s, there's a lot of wear and tear, and so they're going through Tommy John, and there's a bunch of that stuff. I don't know about position players. Yeah. Uh, also, you heard the highlights in there. The Brewers have beaten the Padres 6-5. to five. Jackie Bradley Jr. is the hero. Two out in the 10th. He drives in the game winner. And Max Muncy homering in the 6th. That's the difference, difference as the Dodgers beat the Giants. Four to three. B saw their four-game win streak snapped. A four-two loss to Round Rock last night. Game two tonight, six thirty. Game scheduled through Tuesday. Get your tickets at slbs.com. They got matinees on Sunday and Monday with the holiday weekend. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag RSL. RSL will host Minnesota. Rio Tinto Stadium tomorrow night, 7.30. RSL beat them in the opener, 2-1. to one. This one will be a little different. Uh, Minnesota's starting goalkeeper was hurt and didn't play in the opener, so he's back. And they have uh, acquired two new players, two attackers, so they could have a different look here. They have really struggled to score goals, only five goals in six games. But after four straight losses, they've uh, Minnesota's won a couple, so playing a little better here, and they had a week off to get ready for this, so... RSL has never beaten Minnesota at home. They've never beaten them on the road until the last time they played. Uh, relatively new team, expansion team. So we'll see if RSL can handle them, and then there's an international break for a couple weeks. So there you go, RSL tomorrow night, 730. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, Jay Hill, Weber State football coach, broadcasting live, Ogden Country Club. Blue skies, just a few clouds out there. Looks like a good day for golf. Temperature's about 60 right now. It's a little cool, PK, but heating up, and Jay Hill will stop by. Also, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.